848 on the Crosstalk News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM online, on Facebook Live. We are everywhere. So we've talked from a political perspective about a lot of what's been going on in Washington, D.C. and its impact on, you know, real people, uh, including USMCA. We heard lots of stories from Iowa about uh, this going to be a boon for pork farmers and soybeans and and we've heard some uh, some Democrats uh, belittle it and say that it's really not going to be all that big a deal. Uh, and so I thought, well, rather than talk with a politician about something they know li- very little about, let's talk to somebody who's been in the trenches, uh, our very own uh, Midwest Family Farm Director, Caitlin Riley, in the studio this morning to talk a little more about USMCA and its impact regionally. Uh, first of all, good morning and oh, thanks very morning. much. Good morning. Yeah, thanks, thanks for much. having me in. So USMCA, it passes. And I know prior to, there were an awful lot of people complaining about, I have all this product and now I have nowhere to sell it. Yes. Has that all changed? I mean, it's not going to all happen overnight. We're going to see this. And of course, Canada still has to approve it. I believe their parliament's going to get together later in this month to go through the steps. But I think it will be good for getting a glut of our dairy products out of the United States. Uh, The National Milk Producers Federation said that dairy alone would get an estimated $528 million in increased revenues over this agreement's first six years. It gives them protection from common cheese names. So those geographic indicators for cheese where they said, well, you can't call it this name because that's a town in in Canada or this or that. Have you heard of that dispute before? I have not. No, people are are arguing over the name yes, of a cheese? Some of our names, for example, if you look at like Parmesan, it's kind of more of like an Italian name. And right. people are saying, well, you can't call that Parmesan cheese because that's a name. It's a geographic indicator. And so these cheeses that we have branded and we know well by their name, there was argument over whether or not we could even call them by those names anymore, which could be problematic. Like, Can you imagine if you couldn't call pepperoni pizza pepperoni pizza anymore? Right. They know you well, have to call it I, something else. I understand <laughs> that that argument uh, uh, when you talk about champagne for instance yes it's you know it's not champagne unless it comes from the region in france yes uh but parmesan cheese i could understand that if uh, you, you can only call it parmesan cheese if it meets these Criteria. earmarks the right kind of of milk or cream or the, the right kind of aging the right you know you you can't just call anything parmesan no. cheese no. is that going to be a problem for uh, cheese makers in Wisconsin well so far that is one of the protections that was under USMCA so at least with Mexico and Canada they've agreed that we're okay with those geographic indicators and those names for was our it, cheeses was it Mexico and Canada that were renaming cheeses or? it was a lot of the European countries that were okay. a big yeah that were a part of it saying well this isn't quite allowed and it was a controversy because Wisconsin, we have the 90-90 rule. 90% of our milk is made into cheese, and then 90% of that cheese is sold outside the state's borders. And when we have 600 varieties, types, and styles that we make, if we're told you can't have that branding in the grocery store anymore that people are familiar with, and having people go to a store and try to pick out cheese when they don't even remember what the names are for the spe- specific types right. anymore, that's tough. Right. Well, and I get it because uh, having uh, gone to the cheese island and thought, you know, it's I'm going to try and buy some cheese I've never heard of before. <laughs> That's pretty easy to do. So yes. I end up reading, you know, the ingredients or the style. Oh, it's English or it's it's Irish cheddar. It's Scottish goat's milk. You know, if you dive into the label a little further, because uh, I suppose most people's, I don't know, you can tell me, what, uh, what kind of cheese do most people buy in Wisconsin? Your basic ch- cheddar, sharp. 
medium, yeah, Colby. Yeah, we're also seeing a big influx of a lot of those specialty cheeses that target our Hispanic customers because we are seeing a lot more, a lot larger population of that in our demographics. And so types of cheeses that you would see in typical Mexican cooking styles and cuisines are what we're seeing a big increase of. And specialty cheeses are really becoming a big boost and a reason why we're getting more of those products on our sales. Most of our growth in cheese sales comes from those specialty or niche cheeses. Well, and if it's Mexican cheese, it's probably queso. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. it can't be, you know, you can't call that queso. It's peanut butter. Uh, I, I don't understand why anybody, any cheesemaker, would argue about naming their cheese something no one would understand. Uh, no one would understand. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course, Mark, the, the, the cheese formerly known as brick. Oh. Or or farmer's cheese. What kind of cheeses? Aren't they all farmer cheeses? Yeah, you know, where yeah. did they come from? Couldn't you call it the cheese formerly known as Parmesan? I suppose you could put that in the, yeah. the subtitle, subtext underneath. Something. That would be a way around it, actually. Well, so so there will be growing market for Wisconsin cheese. Absolutely. Likewise with uh, Wisconsin beef, Wisconsin soybeans, yes. and even regionally. Pork, we heard lots of stories uh, from Iowa about their pork markets will open up big time. So Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. And we even also have to look at some of the jobs. You know, when President Trump was going to rename or revamp this trade agreement, he blamed NAFTA for job losses, saying that a lot of people were moving their production to Mexico to take advantage of some of this low-wage labor. And so the agreement to bring some of that factory production back to the United States is another key reason why he said, no, it's time to revamp, get a new trade agreement out there. And I know when we, for the past few years, we've been talking to Democrats, why aren't we getting a sign? Why aren't we getting this through? And they said we wanted all the D, the T's crossed, the Everything I's dotted. Yep. So hopefully, like we said, we're streamlining now through the process. I was surprised it came in as early as it did, especially with the impeachment sure. trial going on. But it looks like we just need to be signed by President Trump and then approved in Canada. Well, and I know that it will be of uh, advantage. We talked earlier today about some of the other products. Uh, Automobile industry, for yes. instance, now that uh, those auto uh, workers in Mexico are, get paid or will have to be paid $16 an hour. I don't know whether there was reciprocal Mexican farmers uh, get, getting a, a, a wage increase, but suddenly it won't be the uh, cheap labor that people, uh, that manufacturers are looking for in Mexico yeah. to get things done. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see a lot from this. And does it really, you know, matter, I suppose, to the average cheese buyer, dairy buyer, uh, where their milk... I, I try to buy cheese from Wisconsin as opposed to California, because I know Wisconsin cows are happier than California There you cows. go, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes in Me in uh, New York, for instance, they make some really good cheese over there. They can. And that's one thing where I just always like to say, just support local. You know, wherever you are. If you're visiting New York and want to try one of those cuisines, go right ahead. But one thing to know is in Wisconsin, we do require cheesemakers to have a license, which is something that not every state requires. Uh, and we're the only state with a master cheesemakers program. So as much as I don't want to downplay any other state and their cheese crafters in the area, if you look for that proudly Wisconsin label on there, you know you're getting a licensed product from a highly qualified cheesemaker. Right. And I don't mind piling on cheesemakers from anywhere else. You don't have to worry about that. I'll do it for you. If you're making cheese any place outside of Wisconsin, you're probably not going to make as much money as uh, as you would if you were a Wisconsin cheesemaker. Because I'm talking about your cheese all day long. 
Thanks very much for joining us Thank this morning. Thank you. I can hardly wait to find out that Wisconsin agriculture will benefit big time from USMCA, and then everybody will be happy moving into the spring, right? 856.